looks like I'm joined by none other than the Pink Poet. Hello, hello. Pink Poet, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing great. And yourself, Elmago? Oh, God. I've never been better. I see, you know, you know, one eye sees all dark and the other sees the light. True. This is what they say. So it sounds like we're, we're joined by Zara, the goth goddess. Zara. Pleasure. So I just wanted to welcome you, Zara, to uh, the first episode of The Pink Poet and Omago. Um, as you know, we are a non-for, not-for-profit um, organization, really, but we're really a podcast that really digs into the deeper issues of society. Um, mm-hmm. You know, saving animals is a big thing. I know that um, there's, you know, quite a few Trump supporters on this. And so we just wanted to provide a platform for, you know, really the best poetry that we could find. So thanks for being on. Um, I, Thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I want to give the Pink Poet a chance to kind of go over his background and, and just maybe just introduce yourself and, uh, you know, all the incredible poetry you've written. I know I'm pretty impressed with what you've done. Yes, thank you, thank you. I am the pink poet. I, uh, my fundamental belief is uh, poetry is the only way to handle hatred, racism, and genocide. And through my poetry and wisdom, I can uh, complete my goal of putting Carol Basket in prison. Hmm. You're into that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that intro. And then what, what do you want to say about yourself person i'm talking to the, the female yes Zara, oh, please tell, Zara. Tell us. <laughs> well well many have called me the carol baskin of the sea of the sea. of the sea um i don't really like that reference personally um i consider myself more of a steve Irwin or jane goodall um protector of all animals particularly the orca or the killer whale, shall I say? Um, I I am a strong supporter of um, animal rights, and I actually think I believe more in animal rights than human rights, to be totally honest. But that's a subject for another day and time. And I'm really uh, glad that you guys included me in your podcast. Um, I hope to bring you the content that you're looking for. Well, just to jump in real quick, I know that your dog has been hit by a bucket pretty recently and slapped in the face <laughs> by your neighbor. Is there anything you want to share about that? I mean, I don't know what to say. My neighbor tricked my dog twice. The first time he lured him into his backyard with his cat named Boozle. Boozle. And then and then he, once, once the dog slipped through a hole that he left in his fence, he beat him up with a paint bucket. And then fast forward two years later, he lures my dog in for a pet to pet him. And then he smacks him in the snoot. The snoot? Who does that? I think I feel, uh, hey, Pink, I think I feel a poem coming on. I think I I feel some inspiration. Please, have you you written something? No, I I, just what she said, like, really inspired me. So I think I'm going to get the ball rolling. And I think we'll do kind of like a, a little back and forth. A little round like robin. We, like we usually do. Yes. Please. Um, smacked in the stout. How could this be? 
I'm sorry. Did you guys ask a question and cut out? Oh no, we're we're just spitting some poetry at this point. Poetry, yeah. You inspired something inside of us. Um, I'll start over, please. Smacked in the snout. How could this be? Dark days ahead for you and me. The neighbor with the cat and the long claws directly in my eyes. Trump, now it's over to Trump, yeah. Trump, I hear you speak. So angry, the world so bleak. I believe in the dog and I believe in the snout. I've never been fishing or caught a trout. Nice. I like what you went through with the sea thing. I think I think maybe we can use this time to kind of go over the format here. Yeah, this being our first our first episode, was there? Um, what do you got? Like, what ideas do you have? Yeah. So I was thinking, uh, you know, maybe we have like a general, like intro that we work out. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe we start with like a poem. Okay. Uh, and then maybe we, we talk about a general like current topic. Um, yeah. And then maybe bring in some people for some weird questions. I like it. Or like, I think. Ask each other weird questions. Well, do you, did you prepare any questions for me? Yeah. Okay, let's start there. Okay. Just throw them in. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll just see where this goes. Yeah, and then we could edit it all. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, and I like the idea of, like, maybe we'll keep this one and then just throw in, like, another one where we just – I like to. I like the idea of, like, maybe we – well, you know what would be cool is if we interview people we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just – we got somebody to, like, agree to do it. I think, and then we just like get in their life and ask them like real questions, but then just like find something and just focus on like one weird thing. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. How do we find these people? I don't know. That's that's what I don't know. Maybe maybe we can use our the internet our internet presence on Instagram. The kids on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, <that's what> I'm <laughs> except I don't want to mess with them because they're like under. Yeah, because the people we find are going to have to have like our phone numbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, are they? Does my number show? Oh, I guess not. Um, <laughs> no, maybe not. I would need theirs well, though because well, I, got well, I the guess alert I alert through text message, right? Because I send it via text, but I could send it via Twitter. Oh, we could do Twitter. Mm. Like we could put a thing on Twitter. Um, There's all kinds of psychopaths on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and have them on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. If we find fucking crazy ass people, oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we can do about that. Hell yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, why don't you shoot with the questions here? All right. Well, Elmago, my, uh, my big question for you was I, um, I wanted to hear your inspiration behind uh, the newest poem I heard from you titled Mel Gibson's Mel's Diner. Oh, Mel Gibson's Mel's Diner. Have you ever heard that John Mayer um, song, Your Body is a Wonderland? Yes. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and I was like, because that song, obviously, I'm a huge um, John Mayer fan, mm-hmm. and that song like really inspired me, and so I was like, what can I do that's like that, but not stealing like that? And, you know, I'm trying to bring in like Mel Gibson to like, whatever I can. Right. To, 
support him. He's having, he's having like a rough time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, God, how do I mix the two? And then, you know, a few years went by and I woke up one morning and I'm like, your body, your body's like a diner. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With so I'm like, biscuits fuck and gravy yeah. and all. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude. Like, I mean, he's not what he used to be from like Mad Max, but like, I don't know. Have you seen signs? I have. Yeah. There's that incident where he's eating. They're all eating around the table. I don't know. That was like a big, a big influence. Like anything with aliens and Mel Gibson, like obviously like, hello, mm-hmm. you got my attention, right? So, and then, and then you just bring in food to it. I'm like, okay. And then, you know, you can imagine John Mayer. Right. At him and the whole thing. And like, yeah. I don't know. I, I and I kind of got the idea when I was watching. Um, I do a lot of like I watch a lot of John Mayer live concerts. Mm. Um, well, really, just the one, but I watch it a lot. The same one, and then I was watching that. I, I haven't had the mask on, right? And so, like, obviously, like the one eye was in the darkness, and the other one was in the light, like I always do. Yep. When I get inspired, and you know, I just mix the two like I usually do, and bam, rest Mel's diner, yeah. Mel's diner, yeah. Well, good, good question though. What's can I ask you a question? Like, what? What? Tell me your reviews on that. Like, that's one of my finest works. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's all subjective. It moved me to the core. You know, I definitely. Um, I'm a big diner fan. Um, you know, I I I really grew up on pancakes. Yeah, and uh, you know, so the idea of Mel, who I know means the world to you and is beginning to mean more to me and just your take on Mel Gibson and you know a plethora of pancakes yeah I mean that's biz quick is um you 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 did touch on something that I do kind of want to take up you said he's beginning to mean more to you yes like can you can you like deep dive into that a bit like well so um I watched The Passion of the Christ six times in a row. Yes. Just kind of back, back, back. And then, you know, um, I had a dream. And I found that uh, I was Braveheart in the dream. And uh, and then I've just been taking the color of Mel. So I've uh, recently bought a similar outfit to him as the Patriot. And I bought an, uh, a classic musket. And <laughs> a musket? A Davy Crockett style, um, you know, the little hats with the fur. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm channeling. I'm trying to get his spirit so I can, you know, improve upon my art. What's, but what's the impetus of that? Like, why, why all of a sudden Mel? Is that, I mean, I like to think that I had something to do with that, but if not, like, is this something you're just doing your own? Yeah, well, I was like, following your like, Instagram page. Please me. I was following your page and saw all of, um, you know, all the Mel and clearly, you know, um, Lord Feathers, just the impact that um, yeah. they had upon each other. And uh, Lord Feathers, you know, obviously he speaks to me in ways that nobody ever has. So if he was teaching that, you know, Mel Gibson is the way, who am I to, you know, defy that? So I need to, you know, learn. Right. Channel. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, you, you brought up like a good point about um, Mel Gibson and the Patriot. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of like 
touch on that real quick and yes not necessarily we don't necessarily have to talk about it but i just wanted to like kind of put it there again for us to like think about mm-hmm. like the the outfit yeah absolutely that one yeah yeah i just want i'm just hold on i'm just kind of thinking about that for a yeah. second Cool man. Um, yeah. Do you have any any other any other questions? Well, I had um, I did have one other question. Um, so I've been my latest work has been about uh, one of my current passions is to destroy Cold Stone Creamery. Um, the ice cream. Yes. Place. Um, okay. And I wanted to get your take on if you believe that um, Cold Stone Creamery is the foundation of um corporate greed and fascism in this country today not really following you on that one can you why is this something we talked about earlier no but it's it's just you know i i get an idea and i just run with it so i've just been stalking cold stone creameries and i've been writing um their management letters because i really disagreed um that um, gotta have it would be a larger size than love it. Oh, the ice cream sizes. Right. So I was. I'm very adamant that love it should actually be ahead of gotta have it. Um, but yeah. I wasn't getting the response I needed, and then it hit me that um, Cold Stone Creamery is just a front for like a PizzaGate thing. Yes. Yes, it's greed. It's um, yeah, it's at the root. It's at the root of uh, the problems I see in this country currently. Yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from on that. Um, but like you said, stocking cold. Like I've never heard of anybody stocking a place. Like you would visit there a lot, or is this like you would like stock the people? Yes. So, um, yeah, but you know, I really liked the ice cream at one point in my life. Um, mm. Does that make you feel like a hypocrite? Absolutely. But now since, you know, I was a part of, you know, it was, Cold Storm was essentially a part of me. Because I know yeah. that you've been working on this work, um, um, racism in America. And, and I think, Zara, you jumped on at the exact right time because you have been a racist in America. Yeah. And that's, that's mm, worked for you. I don't. I'm not, um, I'm not quite sure what you're referring to. Well, okay, I'll just get I'll just turn it over to you uh, to the pink part real quick to to give us a little bit of an update on racism in America. If you've got, I don't know if you have any feedback about that. Yes, uh, racism in America is my life's work. Um, it is what I've been throwing my life into. It will be quite a long uh, documentary, and also in book form. Um, I'm currently uh, in the interview stages of uh, real life racists in this country, which mm. is really part of why I was so excited to have Zara on. Um, yeah. Oh. For her number. Okay. Well, well, we won't we won't really get into. I mean, we had I had an earlier podcast <laughs> with Zara, and she was she gave me a little bit of um like the spirit of the goth thing, like how she got mm-hmm. into it. Um, she, she even like, she, she referenced a time where she was apparently in the forest 
there's music going on in her head, but strange enough, everybody could hear the music in her head and she knew they could hear it because they started doing like similar dance moves mm, type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but I don't know where it seems like most of those people were probably white. Yeah. Yes, definitely. They were mostly white. Mm-hmm. They would. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense for my studies. Yeah. Um, but then also, is there some, there is this thing about these whales and everything. And like, do you, do you, when you pick an animal to save or whatever, is there, and I'm not even trying to throw you under the bus here, but is there some, like a degree of racism attached to that? Like where you pick a certain one or is this kind of just like, you know, you pick an animal based on how they look? I um, choose the animals to say based off of the triage method, whichever one is doing worse. Triage? Well, are you familiar with what triage means? Why don't you tell our listeners? All right. So triage is the process of sorting victims um, by least to most priority. So you treat the ones with the most priority first. So if I find an animal in the wild, at a zoo, in a home, I choose them, which ones I'm going to save, by who is in the worst scenario or the most injured that sort of thing. And then I I start with that one before I get to the others. Mm. 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 So that's you, how, that's I how choose. you choose. When did you become a lover of Trump? Ooh. You know, I didn't know I was a lover of Trump. Oh. <laughs> this Go on. Is... <laughs> new to me um is there some what's your source what do you say to those that well we were just going over the bio that you provided but which is fine but what what do you say to those who think that um this whole COVID 19 thing is is really trump's way of um essentially saving america this whole cute thing to be totally honest i don't get into politics but yeah. me on a personal level, especially on a recorded line, I'll never discuss politics. I, I The reason I ask is I feel like the global warming might have an effect on the animals you can save. Aren't we losing millions upon y- millions of polar bears? I don't know if there was ever a time where there was millions of polar bears, but we are definitely losing polar bears for many, sure. How many would you Currently, say Currently? It's... it's Ever? Ever. Yeah. Like, oh, the I've ever existed. That I don't know. Give me a number. Don't know. You could ask Best a polar bear any question. What would you ask him? I would ask him how he feels about um, the show, His Black Magic. What's that show called? His Dark Materials. Dark Materials. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see the yeah. connection there. Yeah. So, the, in this in this in this show that you're referencing, which is from that mm-hmm. book, what the Golden Compass, I assume, um, everybody has a demon or a spirit animal type of yeah. thing, right? That's like connected to you. So, do you think that's like a real thing? Like, maybe we don't have like a physical spiritual demon, but do you think everybody is represented in animal Absolutely. form somewhere in the spirit realm? Go They're on. there. You, you just can't see them if you. If you've made a connection, you would um, see maybe like an outline of them. But until you get to that point, you have no idea they're there. But there is one there. 
for every human, there's an animal representation of, of that human somewhere. And they are living a very similar life, but in different dimensions and realms. Can, can we, what I'd like to hear though, is what is your spirit animal? Like this is, but this is what I I don't want. I don't want like the PC answer that you're just going to throw out there. I want something like, I want you to reveal a part of your soul right here with this Mm. question. Something that no one knows about you. The the animal that I am represented by is a wolf. There's no question. But that goes really deep. They're solitary animals. They're wise beyond years. They they can survive in almost any climate. They do not like humans. They they um they don't even like to make their themselves known. And that's everything I represent. Is that I mean, you're on a podcast. Is this that this must feel no. really odd to you? So you're on with humans. <laughs> I've never had a wolf on a podcast. Uh, Pink Poet, I, I, I'm kind of asking you to bear your soul now. What what spirit animal do you think you have? You know, I would like more enlightening on the subject if I were to just yeah, flash, flash answer. answer. Uh, you know, maybe like I a can lemur. See that. Yeah. They're fun. They're full of life. They like yeah. to move. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What about, so, but what is this thing? I, I do want to know more about this if you could educate us a little bit on the, the spirit animal thing. So, I feel like this. I feel like there's so many different people that have so many different opinions. And I myself have so many, like I go Mm -hmm. back and forth with who I am Mm -hmm. at any given instant. How can I just have one animal that represents me as a whole? I feel like sometimes I might go in chimpanzee. Sometimes I might be a bison. Sometimes I might be a fucking bat. Sure. Who knows? And some people it takes a little bit longer, like, you know, far into their adulthood. They're not sure. No, I'm 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 plenty old, and I still like I just I, switch. Then that would be an anomaly. Like right now, an anomaly, I'm, I'm, and a case I would like to study. Mm. What what would be like your first? I mean, I would go about to like study? interview you one on one in like a white, a white room, with no no um sound or anything. I would really need to like get all the information from your mind. Now, I want you to touch on specifically why a white room. Okay. <laughs> well, a white room represents a clear mind, a clear heart. It, um, as, a plo- as opposed to a black any room. room. Any color room. This, bring, this, this does bring us kind of back to our full circle of racism yes. in America. There seems to be uh, pink, pink poet, and I know that you're an expert in this field, uh, a connotation... Well, let me just back up a little bit. If you go into the field of music, you hear, like, if you hear kind of like what an American would consider, you know, scary music or, um, you know, like uh, suspenseful music, like dun, 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 you know, like Jaws type of thing or whatever. Strangely enough, uh, in places like Korea, that type of music is actually associated with happy feelings. And they have a full on different association with, with different types of music, meaning different types of feelings. I do find it interesting that kind of as uh, Zara brought up here that, you know, black is, is kind of like associated with like negative and the darkness mm. and bad. 
and white is you know you did you did hear her mention like how positive right. and like does you know pure yeah, and clear, clear that white is clear and bright yeah and i think that's i i mean i just want you to feel like is that a cultural thing that we have just because of like what happened to like you know your ancestors and like what maybe her ancestors did to yours type of thing and like this is just a continuation of that same you know fundamental racism that's programmed in oh all absolutely of us. it is a very programmed societal but the bottom line is, throughout my study, the subject, it is something that is learned, um, which is simply needs to be unlearned. Again, you know, I will get into, uh, get into that subject much more thoroughly down the road in later podcasts. I'd like to, to hear that for sure. Perfect. I'm sure you would. Sure you would. Great. Well, is there anything else you, you want know, to touch on? You know, I think on, on this, this is this has been an excellent um, podcast, and I, I wouldn't want to change it too much. 